0: The Talking Point on SAFM, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
1: Like, I can't say this enough stop waiting. You could get hit by a bus next week. Do not waste your life waiting, worrying, or wishing for things to change. You gotta want it enough to do the work your dreams have a brick path that will get paved every single day one brick at a time that's how you do it you wake up every day you fight for the first 30 minutes of the day you 54321 do one thing that will inch you closer to what you want whether that's healing your trauma whether that's changing your career, getting that degree, becoming financially independent, launching that business, starting the YouTube channel and monetizing it, finding the soulmate, all of the things that you dream and desire are just there waiting for you to reach out and freaking grab them. Stop killing your potential by thinking and doubting. It's exhausting. You guys have dreams to fulfill, you got a world to change, you got money to make, you got a life to live, happiness to feel, get your butts out there and go do it. All right.
2: Thank you very much to Mel Robbins, who's a podcaster, an American podcaster, an author, a motivational speaker, and a former lawyer. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of The Talking Point. We are live at the DHL Greenpoint Stadium in Cape Town. My name is Homozo Keiji Muekezi. We are SFM leading the conversation. Join whenever you want to on uh, the studio line 86 that's 086-000-2032. The SMS line is 41391. That SMS will come to you at around 50. We're on the WhatsApp line 0614104107. 0614104107. We are X. We are at SFM Radio, and please hashtag SFM Talking Point if you want to talk to us. So, if you're wondering why we're in Cape Town, we're broadcasting live from the City of Cape Town Mobility Summit. The city is taking the lead this Transport Month by hosting an urban mobility set about public transport reform, meaning what should and can the city do to make sure that their passenger trains work, their minibus taxis are safe and they're efficient, and that uh, we are—they are bringing down the cost of commuting for the people of the city. So in a short while, I'm about to have a conversation with uh, the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Mayor Jordan Hill Lewis. And after that, we are going back to the normal open line that we have, and after 10 o'clock, of course, we're going to do personal finance with Brian Hirsch, and there's going to be a panel discussion after 11, and the topics uh, that are going to be covered in the panel discussions are around the challenges of local and national public concern and interest, including uh, the devolution of the passenger rail function for the city of Cape Town, the formalization of the minibus taxi industry. What does that mean? The impact of the extortion, intimidation, and on the city's efforts to deliver construction projects in hotspots areas in particular. And the summit will also create a platform to discuss the state of transport and mobility in Cape Town. And we're going to go to that panel discussion after 11 o'clock. So we start with the mayor. The mayor, uh, Jordan Hill Lewis, the mayor of the city of Cape Town, is here with me. Good morning, mayor. Uh,
3: good morning, KG. It's, nice to be with you.
2: Nice <laughs> to have you here. I mean, the mob, the, 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 The summit, what you are calling the Mobility Summit, uh, seems to me to cover a lot of very varied areas. Tell Mm. me why you needed a summit. What is this about? Why are we here?
3: Well, obviously, it's National Transport Month, uh, which is an important opportunity to reflect on the state of transport and public transport in South Africa. And increasingly, transport is becoming front and center of our national conversation which is why I'm glad that, that SAFM is here as well as, as uh, one of the regular leaders in, in national conversation. Why is it becoming front and center? If you look at so many aspects of our transport industry, they aren't working. Last week, we had the resignation of the Transnet CEO. It seems like we might have the resignation of Transnet Freight Rail uh, CEO as well, because freight rail isn't working. That aspect of the transport industry. <clears throat> we know very well that our uh, Passenger train services in South Africa under PRASA are all but ground to a halt. We have this very uh, kind of well functioning, uh, it delivers a service, but it has lots of problems. The bus taxi industry, it's violence is and baked of course into the you system. you just came out of a major strike. Exactly. There. We just came out of a major strike. So, for all these reasons, a few years ago, you hardly have had South Africans talking about or thinking about mobility issues. And yet now, This is something that comes up almost every day in my public meetings around the city. It comes up regularly in conversation at the dinner table of every South African. So I think it's timely that we are having a proper conversation about how we can reform public transport in South Africa to make it work better for uh, the public
2: are you taking um, and because you know this city whether we want to admit it or not um, is a city of haves and a, a city of have-nots and ultimately uh, there's major learnings that you should have taken from uh, that uh, major tra- uh, taxi strike that you had uh, because ultimately there's issues of affordability for that particular sector of mm. the market that has to be considered that's why I want to know which sector of mobility I, is it is going to find representation here, and how are you going to make sure that there's the balance that you need to have to cater for uh, the mobility of those that have, uh, which is a certain segment of the market in the city of Cape Town, and uh, the ones that don't have?
3: Well, that's, that's true of South Africa as a whole. The, South Africa is a country of, of, of haves and, and, and have-nots. Uh, we have invited everyone to be part of this conversation. The minibus taxis are here, the train uh, train sector is here, uh, everyone is here, buses are here, but obviously a key focus of ours has been on uh, what we do about the future of of the trains in South Africa. We Mm -hmm. strongly believe that we should be running the trains at a metro level, and in fact, uh, this is a national program, I think this is true in in, in Gauteng metros as well, they should be running their own trains, not um, not the the national state. Uh, and then t- the great thing about crisis is that you can roll up your sleeves and dive into the detail. You have to do that if you want to if you want to get your way through crisis. Mm. So when we had the taxi strike, I learned an enormous amount about public transport legislation and regulation and really dived into that and immersed myself. And it, it's absolutely clear that structurally the minibus taxi industry in South Africa is set up to fail. It gets it's unknown that it gets zero state support, but also drivers work in extremely tough conditions. That was that came through to me loud and clear in this, in this in strike. The strike. Drivers work in extremely tough conditions. Uh, the owners are on paying them basic minimum wage, or they're not protected by basic conditions of employment in most of the cases. And so sometimes they work the entire day to earn absolutely no money uh, just to pay their quota to their owner. Uh, so there's, there's structural things in the minibus taxi industry that incentivize everyone in that industry to act disregard passenger safety and to do as many trips as possible as quickly as possible. So on the other hand, you've got government that says our concern is passenger safety. How do we enforce passenger safety? Mm. Uh, so there's, there really is. That's why the theme of this is, is uh, public transport reform. Because there is a need for quite fundamental reform, I think, in yeah. uh, in p- public transport.
2: Can I stay with why there's uh, a, a, a seemingly to me a bigger determination to take over uh, the passenger rail function of Prasa? Tell me yes. why.
3: Well, it isn't working at the moment. Mm-hmm. Quite simply, if, if this was working efficiently, we wouldn't be having this conversation about taking it over. Mm-hmm. I want the, pr- the the service to work. There are 900,000 people in town alone, mm-hmm. many more in Gauteng that used to use the train Uh uh, five, six years ago, seven years ago, that do do not use it anymore. They can't use it anymore. They've lost – either it's not running Uh or it is running so uh, badly that they can't use it. Now, that is a a tragedy because the train is affordable. It is super efficient. It is super clean. uh, It keeps all those other vehicles off the road. Uh So to have 900,000 people in our city, probably double that in Gauteng, Not being able to use the train is a serious tragedy. So that is why I'm obsessed with it, because uh, I think that we can get it to work better.
2: Yeah. So last week you lodged an intergovernmental dispute on rail devolution, right? Uh, What is the basis of it, and and how will the process sort of unfold?
3: So just to wind the clock back to March of last year, there was actually a national cabinet decision to devolve rail, devolve meaning just uh, handing it down to the metros to run, uh, there, that was from the National Cabinet. They are the most important senior decision-making body in our whole country. Mm-hmm. Yet since then, uh, nothing has happened. Not a single thing has happened since that decision. So we are in this weird kind of third dimension where the most important decision-making body in our country takes a decision and then, Lolo. Just uh, nothing happens. Uh. So we have been writing to them to say, uh, can we get this process started? We are keen. We are eager. Let's go, please. Let's help you. Nothing. Radio silence. Uh, and and so we, 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 the only thing available to us now is to say uh, we're going to dec- dispute not because we want to, but because we've had no response, and to force you to come to the table and discuss this with us. How how do you plan to implement the decision you took last March, which oh. we support 100 percent? Mm. Uh, so that's why we're doing it.
2: Yeah. So how then, when we talk about integration, how can an integrated transport system and a modernized, um, and I want also an, uh, a clear description of what a modernized taxi industry is, but and that modernized taxi industry, how will it benefit uh, commuters?
3: Well, let's just do a thought experiment. Okay. If everyone listening at home can imagine Getting a taxi on a schedule. You know that the taxi is going to arrive at <laughs> 7. laughing because, yeah, I yeah. grew
2: up taking taxis, so it's not that's possible. why I'm laughing. Yeah.
3: You tap with your phone. You don't have to pay cash, or you tap with a card. You use that same method of payment when you get to the uh, train station or bus station. And
2: there's free Wi-Fi for everybody available because Crater, people exactly. butter, yeah. Yeah? data. Yeah,
3: okay. uh, data on the taxi or on the train. Okay. Uh, you can use the same method of payment on the train or on the bus if you're catching a connecting bus. You have got more dedicated lanes so that you're not stuck in a taxi for two hours uh, in gridlock. Uh, so there's an infrastructure component. So
2: as much as there'll be bus lanes, there'll be taxi lanes.
3: Or shared bus and taxi lanes, I shared think. You end have and separate. Yeah. Lanes, yeah. But so these kind of things seem, as you said, you you you. I saw the smile on your face and you started laughing. It seems. It seems. Unthinkable for me. Unthinkable. It is possible. We cannot say that in 20 years' time, public transport in South Africa is going to be exactly the same as it is today chaotic, unorganized, inefficient, uh, often violent. We have to move towards something better. And how do we, how do we start to do that? That's what we try so to do. So what
2: is the appetite for that with uh, particularly Syntaco, right? Uh, what kinds of engagements have you started with them? Because I'm, I'm assuming that outside of just the, the space of the summit, there's a continuous process of talking to them because it's a complete mind shift for them and how they would do business only here uh, compared to how they do business nationally. Yeah.
3: So let me tell you about this great experiment that we ran in a mid plane with with uh, Santaco members. Yeah. Where we got them to run on a schedule. This was it was just for one particular route. Okay. So I understand it's a small pilot, but okay. it's it's it proves what's that possible. Route was? It was called the sev- uh, seventh land, actually seventh line, okay, but okay. but the, yeah. So okay. uh, so the the uh, the experiment showed you could have fewer taxis running. You could have drivers earning minimum wage at least, if not more. You could have them running on a schedule so that people didn't need to wait for a taxi. They knew when the taxi would arrive. You had drivers working nine hours instead of 14, 15, 16 hours. Actually, it's a huge success. Now we've got uh, DBSA, we've got National Department of Transport, coming to say, how did you do this little pilot? Now, Mm. I accept it's very different when you try and make that uh, work across an entire city or even an entire Uh, part of the city but it shows what is possible actually those uh, owners are earning the same the drivers are earning more and customers commuters are getting way better service
2: Okay. So, and then there's uh, the issue of uh, your private cars, uh, because some would say private cars really uh, probably uh, dominate the space. Yeah. What kind of engagements do you have with uh, your, your 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 city to make sure that uh, they get buy-in into this whole mobility thing?
3: Well, we are trying to use what we have at our disposal to drive people away from private cars all the time. So, increasingly, we will approve developments with no parking requirements. People get very kind of freaked out by that, but actually we want people to... You, you shouldn't need to have a car. in, in if, you, if you're living in a building here in the city centre, you shouldn't need a car. So we approve that with no parking requirements.
2: So you'd get around how if you don't need a car?
3: You, you would either be uh, using public transport, okay. hopefully, or you'd be uh, Ubering, okay. or uh, ideally walking or cycling, actually. Okay. Uh, so then we... Increasingly trying to make our public transport, which is the My City bus, mm-hmm. uh, for those who, who live elsewhere, it's the same as via I'm not sure what it's called in Twane. It's, it's the BRT system that the country rolled out after sure. 2010. We call it My City here. We, we try to make that absolutely world-class, safe, reliable, uh, you know, clean, so that people are attracted to use that. And at the moment, our buses are pretty full. We're actually looking to how we can buy more buses because um, because there are there are Chocolate block.
2: Okay. Lastly, the problem of crime. Yes. Uh, because uh, a lot of particularly people who maybe use private cars would say, uh, you know, there's uh, extortion to think about, intimidation, uh, crime in the city, um, and uh, the issue of, for example, construction projects. Because uh, as I was driving in yesterday, I realized there's always some form of construction somewhere. Mm. How do you get around that?
3: Mm. That's a great, it's a massive uh, topical Issue. You know, it's it's hard to get around it. Everything in South Africa that is made of metal is subject to vandalism and theft, uh, especially if it if it's in the uh, public infrastructure. Uh, several of our construction sites are subject to intimidation and extortion. We have to spend more on security. Uh, we have to spend more on, on beefing up the uh, the kind of physical security, not just not just guards, but walls and so on at all of installations. Uh, and we, we're trying to do more in technology. So, you know, our buses have have all got cameras on them. Those cameras are linked to a live uh, uh, response room. If there's any incident on any bus, we can respond immediately. Uh, so we, we're trying to invest in technology to make sure that our, our public transport system is safer.
2: So two days of the summit, it starts yes. this morning, goes on till tomorrow. So uh, as mayor, you will be pleased if outcomes look like what?
3: I would like to start a public discussion around the need for quite fundamental reform in public transport regulation and legislation in South Africa. Mm-hmm. If you look at the way the minibus taxi industry is legislated, it is legislated, incentivized structurally to break the law. It's Did you say healthy. it
2: is legislated to break the law?
3: It really is. It yeah. really is. Okay. It's, it's the The fact that you have to, for example, be a member of a, taxi association in, in, in order to get a license. Mm-hmm. That is setting up a legalized cartel. That is not healthy. That That's anti-competitive. It means that you can't get independent business owners in the taxi industry. You have to pay a, a fee to an association to become a businessman or a businesswoman in the taxi industry. Mm-hmm. That is not right. Mm-hmm. The way that the, that uh, drivers are treated is not right. Uh, and that's just in the taxi space. In the in the train space, I think it's clear now the direction of travel, so to speak, excuse the, uh, the pun. Uh, the direction of travel is clear. It is going to be devolved down to metros. We need that to happen quickly. We can't wait another five years while the trains don't work properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we can just uh, prod that discussion and get all the stakeholders and players in the room to see governments, uh, Cape Towns. Uh, intention here is to get the best outcome for the public, especially the public who, to go back to your first question, are those who desperately need public transport to work for their lives and livelihoods.
2: Yeah. Do you expect any pushback, particularly from Santaco, the taxi guys? Because, I mean, I hear you talk on behalf of both the drivers and the owners, and I think that's a separate discussion for Mm. both. Uh, And in my mind, I I can already, uh, you know, see the pushback that would come from at least one of those two. How do you expect to deal with that if it does come through?
3: Well, I have no doubt we will have pushback from, from taxi associations. Uh, But, you know, I hope that if we agree that the outcome should be the best for the commuter, it's Mm -hmm. not actually about drivers or or owners. It's Mm -hmm. about the the 16 people if they obey the capacity limits, the 16 people who are in that taxi using it to, uh, to run their lives. That's who our concern and care is for. Good luck, Mayor. Thank you. And
2: thank you for making time this morning thank you, to pleasure. come and talk to us. Thank you so much. God bless you. Uh, that's the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Mayor Jordan Hill Lewis. So we continue our open line now on 86 It's uh It's quite interesting for me to hear the kinds of things that they're saying they want to do to urbanize mobility in Cape Town. Do you uh, buy into it? Talk to me when we come back from break.
0: You are listening to KG Mwakeetze on SFM.
2: So, welcome back. So, we're going to take your calls when we come back from the news headlines. I hope you heard that conversation that I had with uh, the mayor of Cape Town. I'd particularly <clears throat> be interested to hear what your thoughts are on it. I mean, you know, when I, I laughed when he talked about how, as part of their plan, uh, they are anticipating, for example, the taxis that when a passenger gets in, uh, they use an app to pay with it. I was like, oh, I I wouldn't, I don't know, I've used taxis myself. But I mean, how feasible do you think it is? And I'd particularly be interested to hear from you if you're a Cape Cape Townian and whether you think it is practical for you. And, of course, there is going to be a major panel discussion that happens after 11 o'clock. And that panel is going to have uh, many varied speakers. So we're going to dip in and out of that panel discussion. So that you can hear the things that are being talked about. It's 930 for now, so we'll come back with your calls after the new headlines on 086 002032, 0860002032, or the WhatsApp line 61 4107 It's nine thirty for now. Leander Mahomes standing by with the news headlines.
0: Hashtag SAFM talking point.
2: Welcome back to the Talking Point in Cape Town as we broadcast live from the city of Cape Town for their Mobility Summit, which has officially kicked off. Uh, so it's open line time f- for you on uh, the number 086-000203, anything really on your mind, 086-0002032, the WhatsApp line 61 We start with you, uh, where are we, uh, uh, Kelvin in Kabeja hi kelvin
4: good morning k g how are you doing
2: hi kelvin i'm well how are you
4: i'm awesome
2: what's on w- your mind this morning kelvin
4: i would like to talk about the issue of the e-f-f which uh... It's about a day or so ago they, they have embarked on, on, on a shutdown of some sort or attempted shutdown in, in, in the Western in Cape.
2: Mm-hmm. And
4: it's, 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 it's pretty much unfathomable why such a formidable political entity do not seem to have an intelligence that which would guided or directed in terms of where it should be holding horses, where it should be having limits and Boundaries and the like. EFF cannot be everything. I mean EFF cannot be your your Labor or or, or trade union. It cannot be it is a political entity, and it's doing good in that space Mm -hmm. So I was very much troubled when I see them trying to join the likes of Santacos and the likes and ended up being dismissed by the very same Santaco leadership which seemed to have a, a romantic relationship with the Western Cape government. Mm-hmm. So, the leadership, this is my, my, my personal advice to the leadership, more especially my former president in the ANC Youth League, CIC of, of, of the ESF, Julius Malema, is that you should actually know what are the programs that are progressive and what are the programs that which you should not pursue in the name so of... You, so you
2: think, you, think th- you think this is a complete misstep for them, as far as you're concerned?
4: Of course, yes. Indeed, they were uh, misdirected in their division with regard to having attempted to make a shutdown of some sort, which was attended by no less than 200 people. So that is a mm-hmm. mockery of note. EFF must know its space. It's doing well in Parliament. is doing well in the national politics of this country. They are doing well provincially when they play politics and they stick to politics because we need such a political party. But we don't mm-hmm. need a political party who would you know, be a big, big brother to everyone and ended up being insulted. I mean, what the Secretary-General of Uganda of Sandago has said about the 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 EFF, it's 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 a little bit dismissive in that mm. he said, "No, we 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 are gonna join them when they protest, when they march, but we can't join them when they shut down." But the mm. actual the actual thing, the actual thing changing here is that the EFF was trying to be in their support, yeah. on their side. So. I'm calling
2: yeah. on the leader. No, no, I hear you. Um, you know, for me, the way the way I looked at it is that I'm not oblivious of 2024 uh, being just around the corner, and how everybody is making sure that their presence is felt at least everywhere. That's the way I look at. It. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, I hear your point I, completely.
4: I, I also looked at look at it. Look at it I, I looked at it from that particular angle as well. Yes, yeah, we, yeah. we are we are heading to 2024. Maybe this is uh, some kind of a political public publicity stunt of some sort to try and draw the the, the, the the supporters and and stuff. But it have got the EFF has got a very solid support base. They've exceeded 1, 000, 1 million uh, 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 members. So what more do they want? Do actually mm. want to go and be insulted by the likes of Santacos who are illiterate? So th- we yeah. can't
2: be stooping to that level. Yeah, no, I think you've made your point. Thank you, Kelvin. Have a great day. Thank you. Anonymous, Anonymous in
5: Hammersdale.
2: Yeah. Hi, Anonymous. Good morning.
5: Good Yeah, uh, my English might not be good. No, um,
2: don't go for it. I mean, speak in whatever makes you comfortable.
5: I KT a steady in the industrial area. Yeah. It's close, close to Iloge. Iloge is in Puma, I'm It's distance. of five to six kilometers. The problem about okay. my is, if we are going to this industrial area called Kwawepa, the 30 pass, it's 15 grand. I'm a text, i 18 rand. Now... I'd say last month and my son was I got back to the
4: taxi.
5: Okay. Two weeks ago, That son the taxi that and to force them to go into the taxis.
2: They
5: in booths he said that to the taxi. So, Bavaleba
2: decide
5: to about six kilometers. Okay So so, so I now
2: send Bahamba
5: from hammersdale to the Masuka la makonto Not of all, ne 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this place called so, yeah. so <laughs>
2: to
5: <laughs> So, unfortunately, what we feel we But to 15 kilometers away. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have to to check We to check to We have to to it. We have
2: to
5: We have to We have
2: yeah, with, uh, I'm a producer. producer. Um, um, hi. Uh,
4: hi. Morning, KG. Um, hi, firstly, yes. Firstly, let's just be clear that transport is a product of town planning and human settlement. So uh-huh. where people settle, that's where transport goes not the other way around, yeah. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the issue of Cape Town, what the mayor must first address next is does Cape Town or any other city in South Africa, but let's let's be specific to them, do they have town planning that is designated for the expansion of, of a middle class for black people? Because that is, is the, is the uh, demographic that is likely to grow in Cape Town. They yeah. Have they? Do they have designated areas for that expansion? If they do not, the issue of transport will not be resolved there, the way they want to do it. Then. So,
2: so you're saying they should think around even growing a middle class? Because I don't think that uh, you know it, 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 the, the the middle class that uh, that that they have currently necessarily a very black middle class
4: uh, not not the, the growth of the middle class uh, it ha- happens automatically organically yes maybe they want yes. to stimulate the they can do that the point I'm making is if Zwandile is living in a township but yes. yes I should actually be living in a suburb where are the, yes. they, have they made and have they demarcated land né? from Zoalino's in a township who, who's actually worthy of being in a suburb to be, to be able to settle in a particular area, which is in this case, is, it would be seen as the expansion of suburbs, particularly for black people in that particular town. Now, the, and oh, also, yeah. if, you look, if you look at the history of how suburbs came about, it is because the government subsidized the establishment of suburbs, meaning... Mzwandile, today if he wants to go into a suburb must buy a house worth two million but in actual fact mm-hmm. if you look at the history of, of suburbs which particularly were developed for white establishment the government bought the land the government subsidized and established a white middle class through subsidizing net, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 uh, the what is that the the merging of of white into suburbs so what I'm saying is he first needs to address the issue of if there are people within uh, the townships who are worthy of being mm. in a suburb, how best do you subsidize them moving from the township into suburbs? And that also mm. must then be accompanied by a transport method. How are you going to then move black like, in from that suburb, né, Into if, mm-hmm. if, if we want to be mobile between the suburb and the town center, how are we going to do that? Chances are yeah. you might no. not. In in the short term, they might not be able to do that through a train. You you'd likely still need taxes. Then last point, um, uh, KG. Sure. Uh, for black people, taxis are the most efficient means of transport. There's nothing better than that for uh, for black people. It yeah. does not matter if you were to assess townships all over South Africa. The, uh, town, uh, many bus taxis are the most efficient and economical means of transporting black, black people in their masses from where they are to wherever they want to be around the city. Th- thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, Mike uh, in Newlands. Hi, Mike.
4: Oh, hi,
0: good morning, KG. I wanted to just touch on a colleague yesterday about Capitech. He seemed uh, to be very upset about the fact that Capitech had apparently given money to the DA, but mm-hmm. what... what What he failed to understand is this, that um, the Capitech director, I think he's the founder actually, uh, took his own after-tax money and gave it to the DA. But Mm -hmm. he seemed to think that this would cause uh, Capitech to lose hundreds or if not thousands of customers because they were black and the money was going to the DA. Well, the point is, though, uh, uh, that I want to make, uh, KG, is that it's his money. If he wants to give it to the ANC, It's his money. Another example I'd just like to make, a caller, is that we having or potentially have NHI. Now I take my money after tax and I pay for a medical aid. I'm quite happy. Well, I'm not happy, but I have to pay for it because I don't ever want to go to a government hospital. Um, So I take my hard-earned money, I pay tax on it, and then I pay a medical aid to take care of my medical needs if and when I need them. This is my money, but the government wants to shut down my medical aid and incorporated into their hospitals which are frankly not hospitals they're just absolute disaster areas you're more likely to come out dead than alive so it's my money to buy what i want and i fail to understand why he is so confused the capitech director takes his money if he wants to give it to the anc he can give it to the anc It's, it's it, it just seems so unfair on him and, for that matter, on me that the government wants to withdraw stuff that I'm paying for with my own money after taxes being paid. It was just the point I want to make.
2: Sure, point made. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Uh, uh, thank you. Hi, Pule. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Pule.
4: I'm good. Look, yes. Um, I was watching the news uh, literally on 405. When they were interviewing a certain gentleman from VBS and the Ethics Committee.
2: A, a gentleman named... from where? From Sorry, I didn't hear that. VBS. V- what did you say?
4: VBS. And okay. um, I think it's a former VBS employee. Um, okay. And the, the gentleman, I forgot his name, from the Ethics Committee in Parliament, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, they couldn't go to that, that investigation was stopped uh, apparently mm-hmm. yes, not pursuing other accounts that Shivambo has and malema has, and they reported this to financial intelligence and the financial intelligence said uh, you cannot investigate this thing uh, because it's not your mandate as mm-hmm. parliament now my question is why they didn't escalate it to another for a law enforcement that uh, the Malema's account must be must be investigated. I think it's yet about seven accounts, bank accounts that need to be investigated. Shibambo as well that close to six accounts with different banks. We've got four four major banks Then we open the banks and close them and money was flowing from Skomeka to the. ESS leaders, They only managed to mm-hmm. get something like 160,000, and these mm-hmm. people are the people that are crying the loudest. That why Sir Ramaphosa has sealed the 2017 donations. But the only one today has to be investigated.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's, it's it's not flip flopping. It's not being dishonest politicians. And they are the mm-hmm. richest Malama is is one of the richest politicians in Africa. And if cannot be rich and in the money that we earn in parliament, we know he's got a farm mm. he's running a, a, a huge head of cattle and cows. Mm. you know so mm. now why are they why doesn't want their accounts to be to be touched and why Mureban didn't follow it up because she was informed the reason why they are defending the lady today now we know why are they fighting yeah. for years defending the lady. Because she was informed, and she refused to investigate the public money yeah. that was stolen by the yeah. BBS, and that Godfather is going to open it and investigate. They saying she is incompetent.
2: Yeah, I, look, I, I hear you, uh, Pule. I, I wasn't watching the the the, the 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 channel that you're talking about or the interview that you're talking about, but I hear you. Thank you for your call. We're going to go to a break, and then we'll come back with you, Nigel, in uh, Durban. You want to comment on what uh, the Cape Town, the mayor of the city of Cape Town said this morning.
0: Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk.
2: Welcome back to... The open line, as I said at the start, if you just joined us, we're broadcasting live from the city of Cape Town's Mobility Summit. Uh, they are taking the lead, they say, this Transport Month by hosting an urban mobility summit about um, what they're calling a public transportation reform. Um, you know, what they're saying it means, what should and can they do? To make sure that their passenger trains work, their minibus, their minibus taxis are safe and they're efficient, and that they uh, bring down the cost of commuting for the people of the city. And of course, we had an interview with uh, the mayor of the city, Mayor Jordan Hill Lewis, this morning. We're back on the open line. It is you, Nigel, in Durban. Hi, Nigel.
6: you Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, <clears throat> it was a great interview uh, with with the mayor of Keaton. Um yeah, th- quite a change. I'm not phoning about music, but I got just slip in how much I enjoyed <laughs> Elisa Adams and Al Jiro uh, singing uh, The Girl from Iponema. They did it so creatively, didn't they? It was, it was lovely. Yes. Anyway. back to the mayor Um, it was a great interview and what he wants to do for the metro transport system is so very important my time in Cape Town on Cape Town transport goes back 50 years believe it or not uh, when when I actually had to travel from Rondebosch to Seapoint because I was working at the SABC in, in early in the mm-hmm. early 1970s, and um, I walked to the station from my flat in Rothermatt, caught in a, an utterly reliable electrical electric train into Cape Town, walked from Cape Town Station up to St George's Street, and caught um, an utterly reliable double decker bus to Rocklands Road in Sea Point, where I walked down uh, to get to the studio there, and so. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it's wonderful to have had such a reliable system, and I do hope we can we can get something like that back again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's quite interesting. There's many role players to it, though. Uh, so hopefully for them it works. I think that, uh, you know, uh, the one true thing is that uh, we all have to urbanize uh, in the best yes we can, especially urban cities. Yeah. And uh, yes. we all have to make it easy for people to commute between where they live and where they work. So I suppose all the best to them, and thank you, Nigel.
6: Yes, thank you, Katie.
2: Thank you. Interesting to note that Nigel worked for the SABC in the 1970s level uh, So Nigel, knows how we do the work uh, that we do.